Okay. This how we kicking it off today, baby. Monday, December 10th. Lots of energy. Lots of positive thoughts. It's Monday, baby. The head of the week. It's also 15 days before Christmas. So you better call that booster. You better file exempt on that check. So you can buy your Christmas gifts. You better get stealing. <laughs> do whatever you gotta do, baby. We ride out like this. Hey. Vibes, baby. Positive vibes. Fly Respect the Podcast. What y'all know about this one? What's this? 79, I believe? <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. They just love to learn and another child grows up to be somebody you just love to burn. Mom loves the both of them. You see it's in the blood. Both kids are good and bomb. Blood's thicker than the mud. It's a family affair. Yep, yep, yep. A little sly in them to, you know, brighten your Monday morning, December 10, 2018. My bad on the beginning. It wasn't 79. Sly in the Family Stones is 71. But, um, you know, had to correct myself for y'all, man. What's happening? You know, it's another Monday. It's another beautiful day. It's another day to give thanks. It's another day for positive thoughts, positive vibes. Cut out all the bullshit, man. Pray, be thankful. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know, man. What's going on with me? Uh, ain't did no Christmas shopping. It's December 10th already. Uh, don't have a lot to do, though. You know, like I said, it's 15 days before Christmas, man. So y'all got to get your shit in order, man. That means if you need to file exempt on your check, you know, so ain't no deductions coming out. If you need to holler at that booster, you know what I'm saying? If you need to do whatever you got to do. Because December can be a stressful month for some people, you know? You got to have all your bills paid on top of buying gifts for people if you're celebrating Christmas. Um, let's see, what else is going on in my world? Uh, oh, I saw the uh, Jaquan, Finding Jaquan thing on um, online. It's about rapper Jaquan. He got the uh, the single tipsy. Everybody in the club getting tipsy, right? And um, yeah, it was just talking about him. He's from St. Louis, and he's talking about how um, he really didn't get his chance back in the day. Like the record label shut down on him, and this and that happened, and da da da. Man, I remember, dude. My first kind of start DJing. I was on this TV show on UPN and ABC. It was called Fat City. And it was like a it was like a 106 in Park type show. And we would interview artists, we would play music videos, etc. And I remember meeting Jaquan for the first time at a basketball game. This might have been like, I don't know, 12 years ago or something like that. I remember meeting him at a video game. I remember video oh, not video game, basketball game. And I remember thinking, like, damn, bro, like this dude that made it. He had the social death chain on, like, you know, all that. 
And um, I never understood why he didn't get his uh, his just due. You know what I mean? He had the hood hop single, which I thought was brilliant. That was a dope-ass song. Like, the whole album, he had Show Your Ass. I want to say Ebony Eyes. She's from St. Louis is also uh, STL stand-up. And um, the whole joint was just crazy, you know? But he was just on there talking about how he didn't get his just due, etc. man. So if you get a chance, make sure you go check out the Jaquan, uh, what is it, Finding Jaquan on uh, BT. I saw it on YouTube. So check it out, man. Um it's crazy to see how some artists just don't get their shot, really. You know what I mean? And you, you be thinking maybe they didn't drop the ball, they did this, did that. But no, nah, man, it'd be like the business aspect of the whole thing, man. And it just it's just all bad sometimes, you know? Now, you would just think, like, what if in certain situations when it comes to certain artists? But uh, shout-out to Jaquan, St. Louis stand-up. Uh, his uh, manager... Uh, I think his, 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 I think Hen is his manager, but uh, H. Snow. Shout-out to H. Snow. I remember H. Snow, it was just his manager or producer, and uh, I remember him, man, he recorded uh, some of my early music when I was rapping, when I was trying to be a rapper when I was like 15 years old, in a palace, uh, no, in a, a skating rink inside, I mean, in a, yeah, in a skating rink inside the palace skating rink, I don't know why I can't talk today, what's earliest, what is it, 4.09 in the morning, yeah, uh, he recorded some of my early music, um, in uh, the Palace Skating Rink in St. Louis, Missouri, I used to DJ at that skating rink and then go into the studio after hours and record with H. Snow. And uh, he made beats for me, did all that. Shout out to H. Snow, man. He's a good dude. Uh, he's now Jaquan's like, manager, producer, uh, etc. Just thinking back on that, too, man. When I was rapping, man, I was DJing, you know, it might have been 2,000 kids in the skating rink. And I'm rocking that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like... They like Holland DJ so fly and they doing this, doing that. You know what I'm saying? And I get done uh, after doing an 8 to 12 or, or 9 to 1 or whatever. And I'm in the studio. I'm, make, I'm trying to learn how to make beats. I'm trying to learn how to record. H. Snow taught me all that, man. You know, so shout out to him, man. I remember I'm in a, like a $50,000 studio that was in the back of the, 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 the skating rink. And they trusted me with a key to the skating rink. So they was on some like... You know, when you done, just lock up the door. And I'm thinking, like, you know, I'm 16 years, 15, 16 years old at the time. You know what I'm saying? I used to invite all my friends up to the skating rink after hours. And then we used to have so many people in that studio. We was turned up. People all around the, the skating rink. You know what I mean? We had girls in there, man. We wasn't recording shit. That's the whole thing. They thought I was recording an album or something. Man, we wasn't recording the damn thing. We had all the women in there. We was parlaying. We was drinking. We was eating that fried chicken. You know, maybe we recorded a little bit. But for the most part, for the time they thought we put in, they thought we was recording an album in there, bro. Uh, that shit's dope, man. Shout out to A. Snow. Shout out to Jaquan. St. Louis stand-up. But I guess while I'm on music, I will uh, shout out Meek Mill on that fucking Champions album, bro. That album is crazy. If you have not listened to it, listen to it, man. That will turn your vibe all the way up, boy. Man, that album is crazy. The the What's Free joint with Rick Ross, Jay-Z, and uh, shit. You got Rick Ross taking shots at Takashi 69 You got Jay-Z taking shots at Kanye uh man it's a fat ass track boy like man it's it's fly 
Uh, also, everything else on there is dope too. I like the the uh, how he's talking about you know being locked up and all that, man. Also, shout out to Meek Mill for being an advocate for like prison reform as well because there's a lot of people in the system that are just going down the road of just being railroaded due to a corrupt system. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to him. I'm also listening to. Let me grab my phone. Um, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know y'all attention spans are terrible. Y'all in the microwave era. Y'all want everything right now. Uh, man, I'm listening to that. I am Sue, the Blessed album, Black Thought, Streams of Thought, Volume Two. Uh, that skins from XXX Tentacion just dropped. Rest in peace, fam. It's dope. Uh, I'm also listening to uh, us a little gospel right here, man. Rodney Douglas from St. Louis, Missouri. Rodney Douglas Jr., How I Made It. Hey, thank you. <laughs> It'll give you praise. All the praise. You hear me? I'm all oh, speaking of gospel. Shout out to my guy Travis Malloy. Um, he has a song called um, uh, What is it? Awesome God. Man, it's, it's dope too, man. If you ever want to. You know, just give thanks and just want to have a little praise and worship. Listen to that. Uh, also, the uh, Little Baby Street Gossip album is dope. The Diplomatic Ties from the Diplomats came out. You know, Jim Jones, Jewel Santana, and Cameron, they came back together to do another album. And it's hot. Um, I will say, it don't seem like Cam could keep up with the beats too much. But Jim Jones was snapping. Jewel Santana was snapping. You know what I'm saying? It's a dope project overall. Shout out Troy Ave. He just came out with more money, more problems. I messed with like two songs on that. And also, man, that Yellow Beezy ain't going back. Hard, bruh. Hard. And my all-time song that I work out to in the gym, it's on that Young Thug on the Run, Elton John. Oh, no, it's called High, Feeding Elton John. <laughs> But yeah, dope-ass song. How the way? How much he had to pay Elton John for that sample? I don't know. But that's what I'm listening to at the moment. Oh, and before I forget, I uh, got some shout-outs. Um, shout-out to Big Bun 92 I love you. Thank you for the support. Shout-out to NJ Fit Mom of Two. I love you. Thank you for the support. Shout-out to Goddess Queen 22 Shout out to the support, uh, Lighty, what the fuck is this? Lighty Kiki, I think that's it. Shout out for the support, I love you. Uh, shout out to Bethany Aaron, shout out for the support, I love you. Shout out to Justo, dot, underscore, underscore, I love you. Um, who else I got in this damn thing? Oh, uh, my guy Bradley... Where the fuck is he at? Cause he, I gotta scroll through these DMs, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't wanna do him like that, cause he been he been down since day one. Oh, shout out Bradley H two six. You understand? Shout out my G. I love you, bro. Um, yeah, we are gonna do it like that. Um, and let's get into the episode. So last week I made a post on Instagram and I said. Black men don't get to have anxiety or depression. We're told we're emotional, soft, angry, or weird. Hashtag mental health matters. And um, 
it sparked a lot because there were plenty of people that hit me up and just let me know like they felt that you know what I mean they felt what I was saying and um they can relate and it's just sad because you know a lot of times in the the black community we're taught that you know especially as males like be a man you ain't supposed to be crying be a man you ain't supposed to be down and out you ain't supposed to feel like this feel like that and it's just like you know it's crazy because we're all humans we all have emotions you know madam you know whether male or female we all have emotions we're kind of taught that females are the only people that's supposed to be able to spaz out be able to have these certain emotions that a man is supposed to suck it all in and do this and do that xyz and i'll be real man sometime i wake up man i don't know what the hell wrong with me you know what I'm saying? I just wake up on the wrong side of the bed. My anxiety is high. My depression is high. Whatever. And I feel like I want to go punch a police horse. You feel what I'm saying? Because I'm cheated up. You understand? Uh, shout out to the uh, No Nut November episode and everybody who appreciated that episode uh, or the No Nut November. You know, yeah, man. I've been practicing that too. I wake up sometime. I be so cheated up. My chi is building up. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I wake up and I can just punch a police horse. You feel what I'm saying? But it's just like I have, you know, emotions too. You know what I mean? Um, and that's why I kind of I kind of struggle in that area too just as far as balance, man. I feel like, you know, that's one thing that um, I, I'll confess on the podcast because I can be real with y'all. I'll confess it's just like I struggle with, man, not having a stable relationship, not having a woman, not having a wife, not having a fiance, and I'm 30 years old, and I know some of you may look and be like, oh, you're only 30, blah, blah, but it's like, when you look at my circle, everybody in my circle, shout out to my boy Brian, my sister Olivia, they just got engaged last week, I'm the best man at their wedding, um, this in 2019, and he just proposed last week, uh, but yeah, Everybody in my circle is engaged, married, or in serious relationships. And it's just like, I don't know, man. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to do. You know, I get a little frustrated at that at times, but I keep moving forward, you know. Because, you know, I don't know. I think it's a lot to do with my anxiety or whatever about... um you know, or my depression with relationships or my cognitive dissonance with relationships because I've been in situations with women and just like, you know, I don't know. It's like the women I choose just be bad, bro. <laughs> and I don't mean bad like they fine as hell. I mean like they're just bad like emotionally. It's like they got some broken pieces themselves. You feel what I'm saying? You know, it's like fuck being shot. You ever been in a relationship with a woman that doesn't give a fuck about what you have to say? Like, you get into an argument, they don't care about what you got to say. They want to act like whatever they say is right. They don't, they not wrong. Even though they could be wrong as two left shoes, but they don't care. They make you feel like shit. They call you stupid. They call you sensitive. They call you this, that. You ever been in a situation like that with somebody that you love? You know what I'm saying? And you sticking around like a fool because you love them and you being optimistic over whatever is going on, over whatever the possibility of them changing is, right? I'm going to be real and say I've been through that. And I'm a black male, 30 years old. I have a lot of women that want to talk to me. 
<laughs> that think I'm attractive. And I've been through that. I've been in situations where women have, you know, made me feel insecure about myself. You know what I'm saying? I'll say it right now. I've been insecure about myself plenty of times when it comes to relationships, you know. But uh, like I said right now, man, I'm cheated up, boy, you know. Um, it is what it is, man. Um, I got a neighborhood guy that I know, uh, you know, old Winston. You know, Winston Darnell is his name. And uh, he's like mid-60s, and we talk all the time. And that's one other thing about me that you guys might not know. That I gel well with old people, man. Old people love me. Uh, so, oh, Winston Darnell, man, you know, he's an alcoholic. You know, he's been to rehab four times. Uh, I was talking to him the other day, and, he, and I hadn't seen him in like a week and a half through, you know, throughout the neighborhood. You know, you'll see old Winston Darnell, and he'll be strolling. You know how you do lunges? Like, that's how he walk. He walk like he doing lunges. He had a little walk with a little dip in there. And he'll be walking with a pack of them Winstons, uh, them Winston cigarettes. He'll walk with them Winstons. He'll be sucking that. He'll, in one pull, the whole cigarette gone. He walking down the street just like that. And, you know, every time I see him, we'll talk, we'll chat. And I hadn't seen him about a week and a half. And we were talking, and he's just like, man, yeah, I went on another binge. And I was drinking. He said, man, I I, I must have drunk, uh, what did he say, 10, 10, 12 packs of beer, uh, six bottles of Amsterdam in a week and a half. Now, Winston is a, you know, he's an alcoholic, you know. Uh, oh, Winston is, he a soldier when they come to that drinking, but. You know, he tell you know before he told me he did a little cocaine or whatever, whatever. But this time he was like, he got so depressed thinking about his 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 girl dying like six months ago. He has no family around, and he told me, man, he was he was doing cocaine and drinking, and his neighbor uh, came over to have a good time too. And he said, next thing you know, his neighbor was in the kitchen rocking up that cocaine. And if you don't know what rocking up that cocaine means, that the neighbor was in there rocking up crack rock, crack rock, crack rock, you know. So he said, next thing he know, he was smoking crack with the neighbor. And, you know, crack is one of the most addictive things, bro. You know, that was one of the things they had set out in the early 80s, I want to say, or and where it was like if you had one crack rock, that was automatically five years. And that's like a little chisel of a rock. You know what I'm saying? So he's in there. He's drinking. He's on a bend. He's smoking crack. He's doing cocaine. Told me he was up for four days, bro. He was up for four days because he was depressed. You know? And that's a tough thing to deal with because not trying to say it's right. You know, but at the same time, it's just like you just never know what anybody else is going through. Like whatever little mess that you have going on, situations like that make you feel better about your mess. You know, when you hear somebody saying they drinking themselves to death and they smoking crack and they snorting coke and they up for four days because they depressed. That's just sad, man. You know, it's real sad. 
But at the same time, I can dig it because, you know, while old Winston, Darnell, you know, smoking them Winstons. Um, excuse me, I think I burped. I don't know if y'all heard that. Ooh, man, these Bud Lights. Oh, yeah, but the old, old Winston, you know, while he's smoking them Winstons, you know, uh, man, I was smoking them Black and Milds. I've been so stressed out lately, man. I've been smoking Black and Milds, man. You know, not every day or, like, you know, all that. But, like, kind of, like, maybe I had, like, one a week, one or two a week. You know what I'm saying? Just something to take a little edge off. I've been hitting them black and, them, them black and milds, boy. You know what I'm saying? A little bit of that something that'll get that monkey off your back while you at work and, you know, while you thinking about stuff, whatever the case. You know, you might, hey, I'll be real. I might fuck around, suck down two, two of these Bud Lights. In like two seconds. Fuck around and suck down two Bud Light beers, man. Two seconds, man. The monkey is on my back. I ain't really had the thirst for the hard alcohol, though. I will say that. You know. Uh, I had one email that came in and he was talking about... Uh, it was someone online that was like, hey, how do you deal with drinking and da-da-da-da. Because like I told y'all before, past episodes, yeah, I would drink like crazy. You know. But, um... Not no more, man. I ain't really had no thirst for no no hard alcohol. You know, that Bacardi had turned me into a savage. You understand? Man, straight savage, bro. Um, Other than that, I'm going to have a four loco. Every blue moon, my boy Dean. Shout out to my boy Dean, my boy Rashad. We drink them four locos. They're not like how they used to be, though. When we used to have them four locos, when they first came out, bro, you would see the devil. When you drink that first Four loco, when it had the caffeine and the liquor, you would see the devil, man. Like, you just, to oblivion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, shout out to them. Um, but, yeah, man, you know, depression, anxiety, it's just one of them things, man, you're not alone, man. If anybody's out there struggling with depression, anxiety, you're not alone. You know what I'm saying? I will stand up and say I suffer from that, too. You know? I suffer from that too. You're not alone. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you always got a safe place here. You know what I mean? If you want to write me a question, if you want to talk about something, tfpfeedback at gmail.com. That's tfpfeedback at gmail.com. And man, write me a question. Let me know what's on your mind. Hell, you fuck around. You drop a number if you want to talk about something, boy. Hey. I might call you back. You feel what I'm saying? I don't. I don't. I don't like to see people in you know disheartening situations. Just like my boy Winston Darnell. I don't like to see him in a you know disheartening situation. You know that it kind of breaks my heart when I don't see him on the block for about two weeks because I already know. I already know Winston Darnell out there. He's snorting a. You know what I'm saying? He out there doing a whole fucking. Uh, you know. He out there doing a whole Mexico at his house. He he's snorting a whole Mexico at his house. You know, now he told me he rocking it up, snorting that cocaine. You know. And then, and then I will say a couple old cats I, I know that I'm I'm cool as fuck with. They told me too that they did that coke, you know, and that, and they did that that crack too. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like it's crazy to just see what was going on. And even back in the day, they used to put that that cocaine in the fucking in the blunt. You know what I mean? In your blunt, 
They used to do cocaine in the blunt back then. You know? But, um, I will say, you know, drugs aren't the problem. Alcohol isn't the problem. Even though I have spent plenty of times nursing my depression with alcohol, man. I'm talking about... Ah, man, I was thinking, God, about this other day. Like, all the times I was driving drunk and I wasn't pulled over. I didn't have an accident. Or the times... Oh, I will take that back. Or the times I was pulled over. I got pulled over twice when I was drunk. One time, man, I was driving and I thought it was like an accident. Because, you know, you see all the cones and all the lights and all this. So you just driving or whatever the case on the street. And then all the cars go in one form. My nigga, I had a drink in my lap while I was driving. And I when I pulled up and I seen what was going on as far as the cops walking up, asking everybody for their insurance and they, their driver's license. God, I threw that drink under my seat and I tossed the cup under my seat. And the officer came, I handed on my stuff, he said, you're good to go. Another time, man, I had an ex, she lived about an hour and a half away. Man, I used to get off work, I used to drive up there, man. We got into it one day because she was one of the females, same type of females, that just, like, didn't, never was wrong, never wanted to admit she was wrong, never wanted to um, display, uh, you know, a source of, um, making me feel like I'm secure in the relationship, X, Y, Z. We got into a big argument, and I was drunk at the time, too. We got into a big argument. Man, what my dumb ass do? I get up, I get up, I start driving. I start driving, I'm driving. Man, next thing I know, fucking cop pulling me over. But he's so... He's so geeked up over how nice the car is, he ain't worried about how drunk I am. <laughs> so he asking me questions about the car, this and the third, and then we get done, and it was that, you know? But that's going to wrap it up for this episode, episode number 22, um, when I'm at 27 minutes. Uh, you guys be safe out there. If you have any questions or anything you want to send to me to respond to, send it to tfpfeedback at gmail.com. That's tfpfeedback at gmail.com. And, hey, man, don't let the depression, that anxiety, don't let nothing, you know, overcome you to where you can't function throughout your day and you got to go through substance abuse or you got to go through trying to harm yourself. You know what I'm saying? This is Mental Health Check Part 2. And I'm telling you, I've suffered from anxiety and depression myself. You know what I'm saying? You're not alone. So, hey, you got to send me a question, send me a question. You want to send me a phone number, send me a phone number. We're going to do it like that. All right? Fly Perspective Podcast.